Hi, this is Josh, co-host of Dan Hates the Beatles. I just wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone who's listened so far and has subscribed, rated, or reviewed. If you haven't done so, please give us a subscribe. Just hit that little subscribe button. Uh, if you feel so inclined, give us a five-star rating. And hell, if you're feeling real saucy, you can give us a review. Much like Slow WC did on iTunes. Shout out to Slow WC. Thanks for the thanks for the shout out. You can also email us if you would like to curse us out in writing or praise us or give us notes. The email is dhtbpod at gmail.com. That's dhtb, as in Dan Hates the Beatles, pod, as in podcast, at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy. Yeah. That's the Brady Bunch singing Love Me Do by the Beatles, who I hate. My name's Dan. I'm Josh. I love the Beatles. I've never seen an episode of the Brady Bunch. What? I've never seen it. Well, I mean... You're not missing. You will, a lot. Yeah, you, you remember that I was born in '85. Yeah. Although, I mean, that stuff was around. My girlfriend, who's younger than me, says she watched it. I, stuff, I guess, aired at Nick at Night or whatever. Uh, there was a, there was an era of Nickelodeon where they started a Nick at Night where they would yeah. show old shows. And so my girlfriend like watched I Love Lucy and and stuff. Um, but all those old shows, yeah, I've never seen Brady Bunch. I I think that. Both the Brady Bunch and I Love Lucy, like the Beatles, aren't necessarily like important to to love or to have a lasting appreciation of, but it is like a cultural cultural touchstone that you might want to be aware of. Yeah, some of the Brady Bunch episodes are complete batshit. I mean, like, I'm, a, I'm aware of the show. There's also a Brady Bunch movie, which I think I've I think I saw that actually. The Brady Bunch movie is actually. It it is shockingly accurate to what the show was, yeah. except the show didn't have that level of like it wasn't as funny. It was yeah. like, like it was sincerely that thing. What was that seventies? I want to say sixties, uh, seventies. Probably my awareness of it wants to say seventies, but I think it's sixties. Definitely, maybe like late sixties. Was it ahead of its time with? Like the whole divorced parents, because weren't they weren't they like previously right. married and then divorced and then they each had their own children and that was the Brady Bunch. That- yeah, no, I think it was it was ahead of its time there, and they they slept in the same bed. I think, I think they actually yeah no they did actually sleep in the same bed, and that might be was like, that the show that was I think the, that was the show or was that I Love Lucy I Love Lucy they slept in separate beds that were shoved together mm. as Jesus wants us to do. Man, I kind of, you know what? I think, I think pre sixties America might have had it right with a separate beds thing. I think you're right because, well, I, I mean, don't know. The sleep number bed is just proving this theory. I to guess, be correct? Yeah, you know? I don't know. There's something about. I, I mean, everybody has their own sleep uh, right. style. You know, I'm a negative six. Yeah, and I'm a give me the covers and right. You know, give you're, me my arm. You're it's, a selfish sleeper. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to Dan Hates the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, what is this, episode three? It was episode three. We're still kind of, we're going in chronological order-ish. Uh, we're kind of jumping around, you know, I'm just, I'm picking a handful of songs from the Beatles to play to Dan. We're still, we're getting kind of over that initial um, super pop. Uh, we're, we're getting into a place where... I listened to basically all of uh, Hard Day's Night, mm-hmm. and it struck me as like actual reasonable music. Oh, yeah! Like, <laughs> like everything was mixed pretty well. There was a sense of, or there is a sense of space to the the production of it. 
Sure. Uh, I would even say that the percussion on the title track is pretty fucking good. Oh, shout out to Ringo. Shout out to Ringo. He's one of our listeners. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, so with peace and love, I say good job, Ringo. Yeah. So we're, we're going to have a few tracks from a Hard Day's Night album. So this album, according to wikipedia.org, is a third studio, studio album by the English rock band The Beatles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the third studio. Am I not mistaken? There was This was also a, a movie that they made, right? Right. This was, uh, and I don't mean this like in a bad way, this was apparently like their Spice World. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard that it's actually a good movie. I've heard that too. Yeah, it's weird. And I think they made multiple movies. They made this one and Help and maybe another one. That's so weird. Yeah, that's a weird thing, and I've never, I don't, I, I can't say if I've even seen a frame of any of those films. Maybe I have and just didn't realize it. But it's not like it, those movies, for as big as the Beatles are, those films aren't like in normal film canon, or at least like the they're not in the ether. So like, I right. know Casablanca, mm-hmm. I know um, uh, Taxi Driver, or, or I'm just trying to think of all older ish films. What's that? Troll 2. Troll 2. Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> uh, Gone Cat. with the Wind. Uh, Rocky 4. Yes. All of the, all old classics. Police Academy 3. <laughs> yeah. All the classics. <laughs> but it's just like, I, I can't, like, what? I don't even know what Hard Day's Night is about. I don't know who else is in it, if there's any stars in it. Well, um, the Beatles. Besides the Beatles. I think maybe... I believe uh Zsa Gabor is in it. What's it? And what? Uh, Dom DeLuise. Yeah, sure. And um, Don Knotts. I, I, you could be telling the truth for all I know. And the guy who played the wacky Nazi on that one show. Um, Dr. Strangelove? Sure. Topo Gijo was, was it? <laughs> was it made? Uh, maybe because it was... Was it made in the UK or the US? Uh, I have no... Maybe it was idea. made in the UK, and that's why, you know, it's it's just kind of... Yeah. Anyway. It's before they knew how to make so, good movies. So, well, you know what? We, we've talked about it. Let's, uh, let's listen to the first song that I have queued up here, and that's uh, the title track from that album, A Hard Day's Night, based on the film, uh, based on the novel by <laughs> Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> Sapphire. <laughs> exactly. Stephen King's pen name. Based on the novel Push by Sapphire. You know, that's uh, precious. All right. Here is... Um... It's based on Brave New World. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's a song. It's been a What other words rhyme with dog? <laughs> nothing wrong with the rhyme. I've been leaping like a frog. You're now you're attacking rhyming. Rhyming's been around since the days of Shakespeare, it's, my this friend. Is, honestly, this is something that bothers me about a lot of songs. Um, okay, so positives. It sounds like a reasonable person put this song together, like okay. musically. Sure. I like the cowbell. The cowbell's great, and there's some jingly stuff going on in the background. I like it. It's got a sense of space. But the lyrics are still stupid. Mm. Yeah. It's just, hey, I've been working hard, and I'm going to come home to you, and we're going to have hugs and kisses again. Um, Who who are these people? (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry to be... Jerry Seinfeld here, but this who is, are these people? <laughs> are these, <laughs> yeah, it's how do you sleep like a log? <laughs> do logs sleep? Some good guitars. Good. Right? This part's good. There are good elements to this. There are a lot of good musical elements to this song and to this album. Um, I still don't think it takes me over to a place where I'm like, 
this is important music that we should still be paying attention to today. Um, but I don't hate it. Um, a lot of the lyrics are uh, just very questionable to me in this album. Um, this again, it, it these it's like a very basic understanding of like the emotional life of a person. It's yeah. just I work hard, I'm tired, let's fuck. But not even like that fun. It's like, hey, we're gonna come home, and again, you're gonna give me this like vague. What do these people think love is? <laughs> they never, they never expand on this. They never do, like. Do any of us know, Dan? Well, I want to know what love is, and I want you to show me, Michael the Mechanics. Um, but yeah, it's it's rough. Lennon dashed off the song in one night and brought it in for comments the following morning. As he described in his 1980 Playboy interview, the next morning I brought in the song because there was a little competition between Paul and I who got the A-side, who got the hits. If you notice, in the early days, the majority of singles and the movies and everything were mine. Blah, blah, blah. The reason Paul sang on Hard Day's Night was because I couldn't um, reach the notes. Um... Anyway, so he wrote this like in a night, apparently. Mm-hmm. Which is, like a- I mean, the, the lyrics for sure sound like it, but the music is kind of impressive. I mean, that's a, that's a catchy sure. tune. It's catchy. Yep. You know, it kicks off with that ding. Yeah, it's it's a well put together song. Yeah. A lot of these a lot of these uh, songs on this album are, but again, they don't get me to a place where I'm like, okay, yeah, this is right. why the Rolling Stone album, the Rolling Stone magazine, just released a. This is why you should love the Beatles. Yeah, set that 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 ding here. That's a twelve string guitar, by the way, in the beginning. So that's double the strings. Double the strings, double the fun. Yeah, I'll, I will give you that. The lyrics are are pretty basic. Those are some basic. The lyrics are basic, bitches. Yeah, for sure. But the music's still pretty good. It's okay. It's fine. It's good stuff. But I mean, if we're gonna say that this is. And I'm using air quotes here. The most important band ever. Yeah. Then the lyrics should stand up. You can't. Hmm. I mean, it's part of it. Here's a here's something. I wonder who holds the title for best lyrics in the 1960s from any type of popular music. And I wonder if it would be hard to find. I feel like nobody was really writing. This is me just speaking with no expertise on the matter, mm-hmm. but I feel like, as we discussed before, things evolve, and mm-hmm. I think the lyrics evolve. I, I think it was probably, I don't know, I, I feel like a lot of people weren't permitted or allowed, or they weren't encouraged to write poetry. It was like, hey, man, like this is this is going to go out to lots of people. We need something that's going to sell. Right. I, I think... and. And this is the Beatles too, but I think everybody. So I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find. And again, I'm probably absolutely wrong. But off the top of your head, mm-hmm. do you know? And I don't mean some fucking Japanese hey, guy look. who was writing like uh, Creole punk, you know, in his garage that <laughs> that only hundred people listen to. Person. Yeah, I'm talking about like mainstream ish music. Uh, I th- were, were there some substantial lyrics going on back in those days? Anywhere? Well, okay. So just off the top of my head, I don't know about a best, but if you look at like, good golly, Miss Molly, at least we want to know who Miss Molly is. <laughs> what? <laughs> like I mean, it's, these songs are all just this... I'm going to say, assign it to one character and say it's this dude who just like wants to give someone everything and then they will love him and he will love them. And no, I, that's I, the end of the story. I got your beef with the, but I'm, right. but, but I, I guess as a way of, of, um, forgiving them for this grave sin, I don't think anybody in the 60s writing deep lyrics wasn't really a thing so do you you want to make this a difficult editing project for yourself because we can do this why (laughs) i mean that's what i'm saying like do you know of any like 60s mainstream so like that's what i'm saying and so like yeah like as you get later in the decades 
because people were pushing the lyrical envelope and writing more substantial, deeper lyrics, then it's like, oh, well, they can do it, so I can do it. So like, every, right. now we can start to do it. you know. But just to sort of, hey, let's give them a pass here on the lyrics, nobody was really doing it back then. I wouldn't say that. And, and just because I can't name off the top of my head some people for a, a genre of music that I am not naturally drawn to yeah. doesn't mean that I didn't sit down for a solid hour and a half when we started doing, when we started talking about doing this mm-hmm. and I found a sixties, uh, R and B playlist. Uh-huh. It just some random person made this list. And my challenge to myself was I'm going to put this on shuffle and I'm going to try to identify the, the parts of the lyrics or the song that I feel are missing in Beatles songs. And with the exception of The Twist, which is a fucking novelty song, mm-hmm. every single song had at least something more, some other layer than, hey, love is love. I like you. I want to hold your hand. I worked hard and let's cuddle. Um. I don't know if we want to get into that, but it exists. Yeah, now that I think about it, I mean, I'm sure Bob Dylan was writing. Uh, I'm sure you probably don't like Bob Dylan. Do you, what are your thoughts on Bob Dylan? That, Bob, that's the that's the kind of guy who pops up when I think they probably had some decent lyrics. Was Bob Dylan maybe Neil Young? Um, I don't know. I don't know the timeline on Neil Young. Bob Dylan might be is probably concurrent. And while musically he can eat a dick, mm-hmm. like. I at least appreciate his lyrics. Okay. Or I appreciate that there's something to his lyrics. I can't get past his singing voice, but that's fine. A lot what of people do you can't, mean? <laughs> a lot of people can't get past Tom Waits' singing voice, and I love him. She loves you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send in those tweets, everybody. Speaking of, um, well, let's listen to this song now. Next song. For the first time, at least on our podcast, these, and I'm going to get emotional here, these four British selfless lads are not even talking about themselves anymore. They're so they're, they're, they're so concerned with love and getting love out there that they're saying to you, Dan, hey, buddy, she loves you, man. She loves you, and you're blowing it right now, buddy. And these guys took the time to write this song. Why do they care? Like, what's their investment in in this relationship? They love love. They love. They love. And maybe they love you. You're, you're, listen, they're being good friends. They're being a good wingman, a good homeboy, a good... Oddly, this song is so ingrained in culture that i have no ability to listen to this as a song I, I really like i'm really trying i'm really really trying to engage with it like on its own merit and i it's just it's a it's a ad for jeans like it's, it's i don't know or okay probably for axe body spray let's be more accurate i hate hey the, the beatles aren't douchebags <laughs> Yeah, with a love like that, yeah. you know you should be glad. No, it's it's true, and I'm I'm a thankless, heartless asshole. Like, but, but why? It's, it's replace you with me, and it's this. It's the same. It, but they didn't say me. Like, you're going out of your way to make this like not, <laughs> not good. You're not giving them a chance, my friend. They're not going out of their way to make it good. Like. I'm glad that they were able to pump out all these songs in like a day, but like, there's no, there's so little nuance to what they're talking about, which again might be the appeal, but but she loves you. She sure that's fine. Yeah, I I think the song's stupid. Well, okay, 
Well, that was just one of their. I, I know that's one of their more popular, right? Teeny boppy hits. So yeah. I wanted to include it just to get your reaction. I understand why it was a hit. I really do. Yeah. But I don't understand why I'm supposed to care. Okay. Let's go to this next song. This next song, you know, I, I try to prep you with the songs that we're going to listen to. Mm-hmm. I didn't give you this, but you might have heard it anyway. It's not one of their more popular songs, at least in my view, which is, you know what, my view is the right one, because I'm just a normal person, and if I hadn't heard the song, then that mm-hmm. means it's not very popular, okay? okay. And okay. I'm, I, I like the Beatles. Right. Songs I called, hope it's a cover. <laughs> oh, God. No, it's not. It's definitely not. It's, okay. It's called I'll Follow the Sun. Oh, Okay. I've gone for tomorrow may rain so I'll follow the sun mm-hmm. someday you'll know I was the one mm. but tomorrow may rain so I'll follow the sun okay okay and now the time has come and so my love I must go and though I lose a friend, in the end you will know. Oh, one day you'll find that I have gone. But tomorrow may rain, so I'll follow the sun. I should know your initial thoughts. Mine are, and this isn't a song that I'm super mm-hmm. familiar with. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little ditty. Some nice guitar work going on, some nice melody. Yeah, it's interesting because the speakers that it's currently on are making it sound like it's more upbeat than it is. I'm not saying that as like a fault or anything. It's just it just is what it is. Hmm. Um, this is they are offering some nuance. I mean, to an ex- it's just they're kind of just getting to the point more slowly. It's like, it's basically like, bad shit can happen, so I'm going to leave you. And then you'll be sad or something like that. Um, which is more interesting. It's It makes me want to listen to John Denver more than anything. You fill up my senses. I don't That's, know why. It's just my honest reaction. Okay, um, I can see that. It's not an. It's. I was also getting a little Buddy Holly vibe in there, right? A little and, bit. I want you to be near me. Right. I think that that might have something to do with the. It sounds more upbeat in this setting, but um. Eh, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna say net positive on this song. Still not understanding why I need to give a shit about them in general. <laughs> but as a song, it's giving me a glimmer that these people, like, there's a functioning brain behind what they're doing. Yeah. And it's not just George and Ringo. Okay, yeah. There's, they're, 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 they're not hacks after all. Maybe. Maybe this. They, they succeeded in not being hacks for a song. Maybe more. Okay. Can I... Are you down for tickets to Paul McCartney and Ringo? No. St- okay. No. I thought that was... Sorry. No. I was reading the vibe wrong. No. I thought that I had won and that you were now converted and... Okay. I would rather watch the first season of Doctor Who, and I hate Doctor Who. Oh, man. Paul McCartney was just here in San Diego a few months ago, and I mm-hmm. I missed them. I was very sad. I wanted to see it. You know who I saw at, uh, I think it was a, it's like a, I think it was at the Gap. I saw Moby. Oh, really? Yeah. You saw Moby at the Gap. I saw Moby at the Gap. Or it, maybe not the Gap, but it was like the same kind of place, like are you sure Banana you weren't Republic just, or something. Are you sure you weren't just trying on glasses and looking in the mirror? God damn you. <laughs> no, I saw, I, I saw Moby and that was it he didn't perform he was just there looking for maybe pants or for some glasses denim my brush with celebrity i was also in on the elevator with rodney dangerfield really <laughs> yeah. yeah how'd that go it was really awkward 
Did he say? Did you say anything? Did he say anything? No, he just he did not want look like he wanted anyone to talk to. Him. Yeah, I bet he was at the Tropicana in Las Vegas, <laughs> and he was just he was just in a robe and probably nothing else. <laughs> Sounds very Dangerfield. <laughs> Everything that you're imagining, like Rodney Dangerfield in the late '80s in the Tropicana in. An elevator. Everything you're imagining is exactly what it was. <laughs> oh, Rodney. Did you ever see Ladybugs? Uh, no. It's the movie wherein Rodney Dangerfield is a girl's soccer coach. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds like a Rodney Dangerfield movie. It's really good. Oh, and his, I believe his stepson uh-huh. uh, poses as a girl oh. and, and plays on the girl's soccer team. Yeah. Um, and I'm, this is a spoiler, but things do not go well because of that. Damn it. Yeah. He, they get into some hijinks. I'm trying to think of what the tagline to that movie would have been. Like, try to guess. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll, hold I'll, on. I'll, hold I'll, on. I'll look um, it up. Um, here's some things that I know it's not. They're going to be in danger on the soccer field. Um, Oh, it's oh wait wait! It's going to be a reference to balls. These girls really have balls. That's a, oh, that's a good guess. Huh? <laughs> or um, it's going to take more than balls to win. Like I'm not going to hit it exactly. Um, well, the according to the poster. <laughs> oh God, this is so bad. Okay, was I close or no? Okay, how far off? Pretty far off, and it's—I mean, yours is yours is better. Okay. But, uh, um. Uh, hmm. They're ladies on the field. Let me just tell you what it is: ladybugs. He's coach, not first class. Oh God! Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's really bad. Oh, play more Beatles, because that's... <laughs> to cl- Wait, let, let me read the premise. Uh, yeah. To climb the corporate ladder to success, a guy agrees to coach the company's all-girls soccer team. A guy. <laughs> yeah, some guy. You know, right? Some you know, dude. Some everyman. Rodney Dangerfield. His weird face. Uh, to coach the company's girls soccer, all-girls soccer team with the help of a secret weapon, mm. his fiancée's son. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, okay. <laughs> now, this next song. How are you moving on so quickly from <laughs> Ladybugs? Oh, oh what God. a great movie! I haven't seen. It's one of those movies you know that you watch when you're like seven and yeah, you just love, yeah. and then you just never watch it again. And so I'm very curious to see. How it holds up, what it's like. Honestly, like, uh, I've been we were we've been talking about like when we exhaust this, if we do take on another project. I don't know that there's an equivalent musician on my end, but I would I would love to like watch those movies. Yeah, that those types of movies with you. I don't know what genre it is. But those, those movies are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the the Ladybug, Leslie Nielsen has had one, and I think it's probably just it's probably like <clears throat> Ladybugs two T O O or something. It's, these movies are garbage. Yeah. And anyway, that's <laughs> yeah. Troop. Uh, what's that? There's a there's a Girl Scouts one like Troop four fifty six or some some <sighs> some number about Girl Scouts. Would House Party fall into this? No, I don't. I, I, house party is like almost good, like it's and it's almost. I don't know. Maybe, but like it was, you know, Ladybugs is like rated G or PG, right? You right. Know, and it's they feel like similar sort of processes behind the scenes to me, though. Like, interesting. Here's a celebrity or a trend or something that we can make a movie around like I've back when Snooki was a thing, I conceded that someone needed to make a movie called United States of Snooki. Yeah. And it would have been amazing. Yeah. Like she's a hairdresser and then through yeah. some 
series of events, she becomes president. And right. at the end, everybody's twerking. Yeah. That, I mean, that formula still exists today with even comedians just or comics. Like, you take a comic and you st- you put him like, in a place of authority. So, like... Kicking and screaming with Will Ferrell is like literally right, yeah, like that. Like he's a soccer coach, you know. With kid, you put him with kids. Oh, Jesus, um, it's ladybugs. <laughs> yeah, like you put Vin Diesel with the kid. You put mm-hmm. the Rob with the little kid. You have one with John Cena coming out. He's a fire yeah. uh, extinguisher um, person. I'm fire sure, fighter. And th- those guys are comics, but there's just that's the that's the um, the the formula. John Cena is basically a comic now. I mean, by our low standards, our sure. low current standards. Kevin Hart, I'm sure, has a movie with little kids where he's like, you oh, know, just a daddy daycare type right, of type right. of movie. Um, yeah, yeah. I was this this dealership that I was just in because I go to car dealerships for my job. Uh-huh. Um, I work with computer stuff. the The room that I was like the little break room that I was in, they had a bunch of old movie posters. Um, not a bunch. They had two James Bond film movie posters. That's just odd. random. Was it like significant, like Goldfinger? Or, no, it was, it was. It was. It was the guy. He's a famous one, but it's not Sean Connery. Is it Dalton? Is it maybe? Yeah. That's weird. That's it's weird to very have. Very weird. And then like also a Die Harder, Die Hard Two, Die Harder poster. That's really strange. <laughs> but like it was so weird because what it did when I saw the Die Hard Two poster. It's just very 90s. Right. And it it snapped me right back to my childhood, like being at them, because the movies were a big part of my childhood. Mm. Um, and just that feeling of going to the movies was a little bit of magic mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. and like seeing the posters for future movies coming out. Right. They had a very distinct, like, 90s feel to them. Back when, like, just going to see a movie was good. Yeah. Right. It yeah. was fun. And yeah, it was just, anyway, it was just so. It was, yeah, it was a strange thing. I'm gonna, one more tangent, and then we'll go back to the Beatles. Mm-hmm. The movie theater at, from my hometown of Altus, Oklahoma, uh, they had this little, and I'm this. It must have started as a joke, but it was a coming soon. It was a very small little thing with like block lettering that they could, you know, you put yourself on like the, okay. one of those signs. And it said it was coming soon. It had lifted a list of bunch of movies. Now this, I remember this from probably back in the nineties, and it was just a bunch of old stuff. Um, the one only one I can remember was like F Troop. It was like <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> F Troop, the movie, and like the Adams. You know, it, but it basically like I think it listed just a bunch of old shows. It was like as a joke. That's that's pretty. But good. eventually, like half of those became real. Right. <laughs> Mikhail's Navy. It, like, you know, Journey to the Center of the Earth. That's a movie. The Brady Bunch is a movie. The New Heart Show, the movie. It's like all of these old like things. Like, like uh, little did, did they know how prescient they were back then? Like, oh, no. Like, yeah, that's going to be a thing in the future is just re like digging up old stuff and turning it to a movie to try to capture some kind of nostalgia. I'm... Shocked that there isn't an I Love Lucy, the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, I'm actually like, I was afraid to say those words because, like, now it's in the universe. Now it's in the universe it's in the and ether. it's going to happen. Yeah. And it's going to be terrible. Who would play Lucy? God, so many people. Uh, Emma Stone? I, uh, That's Lucy, Emma Stone. I think Sarah Silverman. I mean, she would be perfect for she, it. It'd but be great. They wouldn't cast right, her. Right, right, right. What they would go with, Emma Stone's good, Emily Blunt. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> What's with all the GD uh, superheroes being played by British dudes? Literally all of them. Batman was Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man was Andrew Garfield. And then Tom Holland. Right. Both, I think, British, right? Or at right, least right, some, right. something. Doctor Strange is... Doctor Strange. Benedict, uh, Benedict uh, Cumberland. Cucumber Snatch. Um, who else? Uh, Superman. I think that dude's British. Right, right, right. Uh, whoever um, that dude is. Um, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. 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 Not the guy that played Jesus. They have similar names. There, uh, Logan X, uh, Weapon X, Wolverine is Wolverine, Australian. Australian, right? Uh, 
uh, who else? I think that's, but I think uh, Vision, Paul Bettany. Yep. Um, Captain America. Captain, well, that's all one guy all we have left. American. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Superman should at least be always American. I mean, of all the, that's like making James Bond American. They would, they would lose their shit if they cast an American as James Bond. I agree with you, but have you seen Man of Steel? Like, yeah. it's such a wonderful, like, criticism of, like, that's what a criticism of an American superhero would be. It's be like, well, he's just blowing shit up and he's just destroying things. I feel like you're giving Man of Steel. I love that movie. Oh, no. No, I love it because Man of, Steel is of a, what it is. Okay, let me tell you what Man of Steel And I'm going to be... <laughs> I'm it's gonna, the I'm, comedy hit of the summer. It's a piece of shit. That's what Man of Steel is. You're absolutely right. But what I like about it is that it finally answers the question of how would Superman actually operate in the world if Superman actually existed? And... One of his people came and like, what would it what would it be like to have this person actually exist and have a credible threat against him actually exist? I'm not saying that the movie should have been made, but like, if you're gonna make that movie, this is what that movie you're is. Giving Scott Snyder way too much credit. He <laughs> took the Superman franchise. He's he's just destroyed. And, 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 I, I, I'm gonna Scott Snyder. I think Scott Snyder is the guy from B52s. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. <laughs> Scott Snyder is also a comic book author, writer. Sure. Uh, Zack Snyder, the guy yeah, who made yeah. 300, which I like 300 a lot, but uh, mm-hmm. not not much else. I liked Watchmen. Watchmen was good, too. You're right. Okay, listen. We, we've gone too much of a tangent. We're going to go to the next song. Um, and I'm very excited about this song because I don't even think it's a good song. I So are it. you saying that you hate the Beatles? No. <laughs> I chose it solely for your reaction. Is it the, um, the harmonica? No, we already did. Okay, let me just <laughs> pay attention to the lyrics. Got my it. Friend, okay, got which it. I'm sure you will. Oh, yeah. The song's called You Can't Do That. Right. I got something to say that might cause you pain. If I catch you talking to that boy again, I'm gonna let you down. This person is a psychopath. <laughs> Did you say leave you, leave, oh, leave you flat? I okay. don't I didn't look. I, I wanted, I thought about it. I thought, should I find out what he's saying? It sounds moderately violent, if not flat. Which is not a good look for one Mr. John Lennon. Listen, you can't do that. It sounds like a fucking monster. <laughs> this song is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I hope that it's ironic or satirical or something. I, But it doesn't give any hint that it is. Except for maybe the guitar, the weird, like, I want to say like a tritone thing going on in the guitar at the beginning. That Like, it's, it's, it's off. But... If they did that, it was, it's such a leap in creativity from where they were at that, like, I think they're just angry. <laughs> I think it's just, look, you, you're mine. This is... <laughs> if you if you even look at another dude, I'm yeah. going to be potentially violent. This is um, Joe Pesci's character from The Goodfellas uh, <laughs> in song form. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a scene where he's talking to his girlfriend at the time and he's like he's like fucking look look for it if i even catch you look at another guy i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna rip your head off or something and this is essentially what the song's saying yeah. so this is I, I don't think he's being satirical no i don't think he is i think well again this is a different time <laughs> so this right, is right. like I, i'm sure people heard the song and didn't bat an eye right. you know, and this, the b-side of course is put that burka on and stay six feet behind me yeah <laughs> um yeah we're gonna just fade out on yeah. this. We're gonna fade. We're gonna fade you out, John. Um, I, I I don't know if it's John or Paul. I'm guessing it's probably John. It's, it's definitely John. Yeah. I, I did a little research yeah. on the song, and it was like the first thing. It was like, oh boy, like they were like, uh, yeah, this song's a little controversial now. Yeah, um, yeah. And I guess it's like a uh, 
it, it it belongs in like the John Lennon trilogy, along with the Jealous Guy in the future and some other song where he's basically portraying himself as like a jealous. So maybe he has some jealousy issues. I yeah, I think I think it's you safe know what? to say. And I, you know what? I'm going to applaud him for being brave and 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 putting his feelings out there, knowing that he was going to catch flack for it. But he's like, "Listen, this is how I feel. I'm I'm vulnerable. God damn it! I'm I'm afraid. I'm jealous. All right, you know. And That's this it. is what I'm feeling. I'm making. I'm going to put together the Twitter page just for this. <laughs> you know that 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 song is um, I. That's a, it's a ridiculous song. <laughs> <laughs> and even the the wording, I'm, I'm going to leave you flat, which I'm sure he means like I'm going to leave you, like leave this like, relationship. Period. Like I'm gonna, there's, I'm gonna leave you. End flat. of period. But, end of but it could sentence. also mean I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna ground. yeah, you'll be flat on your ass, um, which is very bad. <laughs> so much wrong about that. Oh gosh, what do we get ourselves? At? Okay, it's that's not the only song on the album that has those like tendencies. Yeah, like there's another one where he's basically like, "I'm gonna go out into the world and break hearts because mine was broken." Like he's Dang. he's a tantruming child. Well, again, you know, props to him for putting that out there, <laughs> having the the courage to, you know, because <laughs> so many of us are 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 children or have these childish qualities and mm-hmm. we try to hide them. But you know, one John Lennon was like, "No, I'm gonna." I'm going to wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm going to put this out there. You know, I don't think that much thought went into it. I Maybe. think it was just, <clears throat> here's what I'm going to do if you look at another dude. Hmm. So I I think it's sort of clear that the, the Beatles are no great lyricists. But that's not all it takes to be a good musician or to be a good band or it's say. It's like half. It's half of a song. I don't even think it's not. half, man. I think okay. it's like a quarter. A you quarter? Know? That's fine. Because so like, this is like a high C, the grade, not the drink, if we're going to go by that. like there's Yeah, but you can't seem to get past it. No, it's that it, the problem is that we're going from this is the end all and be all of what pop music can be to... Yeah, but I mean, the lyrics aren't that great, but they're still like the greatest rock band ever. Like, well, it can't be both, right? And I don't think I've ever posited that they're the end all be all of pop music, right? Nor have I posited that they're the greatest rock band. I've only posited that they're one of my favorite bands and one of one of the best bands in the history of. Mankind, right? But I'm not. My beef isn't with you. My beef is with the culture that we live in. I understand that, but listen, I'm. I'm going to reel, reel you in here because right now, and for the purposes of this podcast and my mission, this is just between you and I and this little. Right. We're in a biodome. Okay. Polly Shore movie. And if it doesn't work, are you going to leave me flat? Wait. Listen. Don't talk back to me. I will leave you flat, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah. What I want to do, really. I think the next episode or one of these episodes, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Beatles songs that have been covered by uh, non English speaking people and just play the the song so you can't understand the lyrics and then get your read on that. I mean, I'm sure you'll still pull up, you know, you'll be like, mm, "This is stupid." <laughs> but maybe if like I snuck it in, like if we were just cruising one day, just like on a road trip somewhere, and I was yeah. just like, "Oh, here's this song by this Japanese band." You know, you think you'll like them? You'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is really good." And I'll be like, "Ha! It's a fucking Beatles song, you son of a bitch!" And you'll be like, "Dang!" I don't, I don't know that that's true. Maybe not. I, I think again, you're 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 taking this objective view that I have of the Beatles and where they fit into music and culture and all that all the stuff that mm-hmm. I think you're taking that object that maybe hyper objective view that I have mm-hmm. and taking it to mean that I am more of a music snob than I am I am a music snob mm-hmm. but not to that extent hmm but I could be wrong. Maybe. I, I still don't think you're giving him a 100% fair shot. And again, I don't think it's possible. I think that they're too... Of course too, it's possible. I don't think it is. You I have think, to. I think that they're too ingrained. The only person in your way is you, my friend. Nah, well, Open up your heart 
to shitty lyrics. Open up your mind. Open up your soul to the music, not just one aspect of it, not just the, the dumb words. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's again, we're at a place where I don't know who this person is that is talking about love and all these very vague terms. It, it's I'll. In listening to these, a lot of the time I thought, okay, well, this is just the inverse of, like, Someday My Prince Will Come, the Disney song. It's it's just this very simple, someday I'm going to find love and everything's going to be great, and end of story. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that for, like, a song, but that's every fucking song that I've heard from them, at least from this era. Not the last one. The last one was you look at that guy across the street. Well, that's that's the that's after living happily ever after, and you go get yourself a trailer, and you know you get fired as the supervisor of the gun section of Walmart. <laughs> one would imagine. We're gonna listen to our <laughs> last song for today, and I'm excited because the next episode. I think it's they start to take a little, just a little bit. They're they're taking a turn here, and they're, right. and they're and they're taking a little bit more of a turn. You know, they're starting to get a little, a little, a little something, something. Start using drugs as an aesthetic move. Maybe. All right. Here's a song. So it's clear to me that someone got the notes from All I Have to Do and made it. Here we go. Here we go. Here it is. Bridge. He has lips. He has arms. He has a belly button. He's got ears to hear you say that. Hear that you love him. I've got hair on my head to just comb can, at night. I can take any song that you hold near and dear to your heart, Dan, and I could be like, oh, well, he didn't. Okay, he's not talking about this. <laughs> who, who is this person? Okay, but what's his middle name, though? But this is where is he feels. from? This is. This is supposed to be transcendent. It is transcendent. It's not. I'm floating in I'm floating in my chair. <laughs> this is this is the, the leg bones connected to the hip bone <laughs> with, with a love song grafted onto it. I did appreciate there's a harmonica mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. You know I love you that. Love harmonica. that good harmonica. Oh, there it is. I really do, actually. I think it's because I watched Sesame Street growing up. Harmonica is so easy years. to play, too. Right. Because they're like already in key, and so you just got to blow yeah. out and suck in. <laughs> but if you if you hear any like really skilled harmonica players, like mm-hmm. I want to say Toots Thielman is one of them. Blues Traveler? <laughs> <laughs> them, too. Um, it's... Some really interesting things can be done with the harmonica. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Uh, who else? Um, oh, shit. It's so, I'm so close. Uh, Stevie Wonder, but I actually like him. Um, he's the bad man. <laughs> yes, he's the bad man. He's a scary man. Uh, David Bowie plays harmonica I'm a saying, little bit too much. It's easy. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. Um, no, that's, that song is, is terrible. Um, <laughs> it's not terrible. <laughs> First of all, it's from the album where all the vocals are on that one channel, and I'm still not forgiving that. Oh you gosh. don't remaster that album and have it still on one channel. Um, uh, it's it's a it's not it doesn't look it. At no point did I feel like setting myself on fire. So that's a positive. That's I but think we're making. I don't normally have that feeling. At yeah. All. Um, it didn't put you over that edge, <laughs> which nothing ever has before. <laughs> um, 
it was a song. There were words, there was music, there was a harmonica. But again, it's back to this thing where it's like, I'm going to give you everything, hugs and kisses, uh, love is good because love exists. And I understand that like as a philosophy and they even say all you need is love, which is a really good distillation of this idea. But it's just lazy songwriting at this point. Mm. Maybe la- lazy lyrics. The songwriting and I still hold is for the, for the time really good. But it's still just your basic like chord changes that are happening. Mm, I don't think it's that simple. Mm. I don't know. I, we can look up Beatles chords. Right. Well, listen. Uh, I can look up just just because it's technically like hard to play doesn't mean it's good. No, I agree with that. Some of the the, the best music is simple, right? Right. But again, we're the, the the thing that I keep holding up to this is that we're talking about the Beatles as the Beatles, mm-hmm. and it doesn't live up to that. It might in later albums. It, I hope it. I kind of hope it does because if not, then I I'm just going to go around thinking everyone's a fucking rube. But yeah. I mean, more so than I already do in life. Yeah. <laughs> but I I I get it. I get why some of these songs were hits. I get it's not that. Like, I think they're great people, probably, except for occasionally in some stories that I've heard. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't... I still don't understand why I'm supposed to care about this band as a band. Okay. Well, then I guess there's going to be an episode four. Well, you haven't asked me that all-important question. Dan, do you love the Beatles? Fuck no. Okay. Here's some Beatles trivia for you. They've appeared in five movies. Hard Day's Night, Help, Magical Mystery Tour, Yellow Submarine, and Let It Be. And Home Alone 2. <laughs> um, and uh, House Party 2. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's give you what's, what the fans have called a rebuttal song. Right. Um, where you play me one of your... Uh, what you think music should be. And, you know, last time I was, I took it easy on you. I was like, okay, this is, and it was a decent song. Like, I'll give you that. It was a good song. But this time I'm going to just, ooh, I'm going to put my Dan head on. Um, okay. So I got a couple directions I can go in here. Um, I have, a twist on love is love. Twist and I have shout. A twist on uh, hard days night. Sort of, I work hard, but then I come home to you, kind of thing. And I have a couple rebuttals to the monstrous. I'm gonna leave your ass, and you're gonna regret it. <laughs> character. What do you want? Uh, let's go with the hard days night one. Okay. I'm torn. <laughs> Natalie and Bruglia. Nothing's right. Uh, a little guy named Tom Waits. Thomas Waits. <laughs> not to help. What? Jersey Girl. I've seen that movie. A song so good they made it into a movie. With Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Now, you might have an issue with his voice. I know what Tom Waits sounds okay, like. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Jersey Girl from Tom Waits. Well, I don't, I don't want to have to shit on Tom Waits because I know all the... Okay, well, let's just listen to it. Granted, it doesn't have the wide, expansive, it's not a beat, but it's its own thing. 
the street making all that noise. Oh, the whores on 8th Avenue. Cause tonight I'm gonna be with you. With who? What ride? Who is this guy? That ride, motherfucker. (laughs) Which river? with this what the Beatles are missing to me are what this song has which is painting a picture of okay it doesn't say I've been working like a frog but it does paint a picture of this person who is most likely working very hard in his life and I don't know that. <laughs> Where do you get that? You're projecting again. <laughs> I mean, he sounds like he's been working a long time you would in, think. The, in the coal mine, right? Right. And you know, he's he's in a kind of a shitty situation, and it's all worth it because he just he knows that he's got his Jersey girl, and they're going to spend time together. It's about the relationship. not threatening to leave her flat. Well, I, I wanted to save this uh, for the end, but we actually have a special guest in the studio today, Dan. It's actually Tom Waits. Yes. It is me, Tom Waits. Hi, hi, Tom. I know them. <laughs> I heard you've been giving my boy Josh some trouble over the Beatles, man. <laughs> Can't understand a thing you're saying. I, that's my stick, man. <laughs> it's kind of my thing, bro. <laughs> I really enjoyed when you were sharing the Ralph's ads on a weekly basis. Oh, oh thank you, man. Sha la la la. That was a good time in my life, you know. Yeah, Pays the bills, brother. Does Ralph's have any good uh, deals going on right yeah, now? Oh, man. I get free stuff from there all the time. I, I don't <laughs> well, know. That's why. Yeah, that's man. why you I did it. I take a good deal from me, brother. <laughs> Come on, man. How, how do you do you love the Beatles? Of course, man. I love the Beatles, man. Yeah. Sure, man. The, the lyrics were basic as shit, but, you know, uh, the musicality of it all, that's what's good mm-hmm. about it, my mm-hmm. brother. It's just. The song moves you in a way. Did the Beatles ever make an instrument out of a, out of a prison door like you did? Oh, man. They, them Liverpool board never made something like that. No. Yeah. You know if I'm Louisiana? But <laughs> You're not. You're from I'm, Pomona. I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> I, got, I got them gators chasing me every which way but loose, yeah. man. No, no. I, you, must, you must be getting ready for a part or something. Yeah. One of Jim Jeremy's yeah, yeah, thumbs. I'm one of them movies. We're shooting Louisiana. I'm, I'm trying to stay in character. It's a method. That's yeah. cool. Because normally uh, you sound more, a lot like Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 I gotta go, bro. I gotta, uh, va- I gotta Vons and I gotta shoot. Right, come on, man. Give, me, give the Beatles a chance. Vons and Rouse? Yeah, what the hell? I, 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 the man knows no loyalty, man. I just want, know? I, I want a paycheck. Don't do what you fucking tell him. I'll lay you flat. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut, Dan. <laughs> okay. All right, bye, Josh. Bye, bye, Tom. Bye, Tom. Thanks for coming by. He's a nice guy. I'll see you at Rouse. All right. <laughs> no, so th- that song, listen, I, I, I liked it. I, it, it, it's a good song, slow. Yeah, um, I'm sure the lyrics are deep. I can understand about half of them, and what I understood, I'm sure, I'm sure the, the lyrics were fine. Into the cake. Um, I, I will say it's not as catchy as a Beatles song. True, you know, That's it, fine. It, it doesn't. As soon as I hear a Beatles song, something just grabs me by the soul and just starts moving me every which way. It's like, oh yeah, but it's it's good. 
It's good, right? But it's not made to. It's not made to play at the sock hop. It's it's True. made to be played when you're in your broken down Nova. Yeah, you know, like, or when you want to pretend that you know what a broken down Nova feels like. Yeah, which is, you know, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bruce Bruce Springsteen covered that song. Mm. The boss. The boss. Our boss. I don't know. I it's it's. So for the rebuttals, what I have been doing is I've been looking at kind of each song and thinking like, okay, well, what what kind of song is this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like uh, Hard Day's Night is the, I'm working my ass off, I'm going through hell, but it's worth it because I have you. Mm-hmm. And it it gets that point across very explicitly. But then I'm left with a, like with every Beatles song so far, I'm left with a, okay, so what? Like, what? You haven't given me anything to buy into other than this vague idea of love is good. Love is all you need. Mm-hmm. But it still takes them a fucking decade to get to that. Sure. Give me one more rebuttal, then we'll, uh, right. uh, and then we'll wrap up. <clears throat> Let's go with the uh, monster. So, you guys validate parking? Tom Waits, get out of here, man. All right, bye. See you later, Tom. That was fun. Uh, so, I'll let you decide. There's an upbeat one that's it's going to take you really listening to some lyrics or a quiet one that's just flat out monstrous and jealous. I don't know. Just, Magnetic fields. You, you tell me. When You're Old and Lonely. The song is called When You're Old. Those of you playing along at home, if you want to check out Lady Tron by Roxy Music, I mean, it's got a fucking oboe in it. Oboe. All right. When You're Old and Lonely by the Magnetic Fields. Here we go. So this person is a monster, but we've all felt that sort of y'all, I'll show you sort of feeling. is heavier than stone. Now this was a good song. To be fair, this was generated more from one of the songs off of the album that you didn't give me. Mm-hmm. But that album does have it's got kind of two feelings to it. It's got that love is love and I like love tender kisses bullshit and it's got actually this way darker place where it talks it talks about well I'll sh- if you you love me I'll show you you'll be you'll be lonely I'm gonna go I'm gonna go around and break hearts and you're gonna be alone and it's really fucked up yeah this is a good song this is from uh, looks like a album in 1995 so we're in the 90s now. Right. Lyrics have progressed. But still, other than that line about the heavier than stone, which is a pretty dope line. Right. Everything else could have been in a Beatles song, which was like, when you're old and lonely, you're going to miss me. I'll be waiting by the phone, blah, 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 which is all good and well. But right. Right. if I were to put on my Dan tea hat, I could be like, who? Who is he waiting for? Who's going to be old and lonely? <laughs> who is this guy? And so... 
I can appreciate this song because it was a good song, catchy and uh, yeah, not catchy, but it was a good song, good, good musicality, good lyrics. But if I really wanted to be an asshole about it, be like, who who cares or who blah blah. But the song itself paints a picture. The that that stark just ele- basic electric guitar. There's it's just it, for all we know, this is the person who is alone based on the arrangement and takes that idea that possible idea of like is this person actually a piece of shit or are they are they being unintentionally a piece of shit like we think uh you can't do that might be mm-hmm. or are they intentionally being a piece of shit and owning it and i feel like this song does that in a way that's very clear I think the song could do that if you were open to it, which you are, and then it takes you places, which is what music's supposed to do. It's supposed right. to seep into your soul, and you go on your own journey with it. I think with, when She Loves You plays, you could go on the similar journey of like, oh man, who is this person? Like, I can see myself as the person who's like saying, F this girl, but no, she, she loves you, man. But like, you, you could go on this journey, and I think that you're not allowing yourself to. Maybe. I, I think that that song, She Loves You, borders on being interesting, but oddly, I want, it, I want to know who this person is they're talking to. I want the song to be in their voice, where it's like, I, I've heard that this person loves me, but I'm resisting it for whatever reason. You know, like, that's... that's that's the interesting song. Yeah, but you don't need to have that information. Like, this song doesn't say who he's talking to. If right. it's a woman, if it's a man. Probably a man. If it's, you know, what well, I don't know that. But I don't also, I don't need to know that. Neither do right. you true. to go on that journey. That's true. Right? So you could still go on the journey without having to know. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But nobody holds up the magnetic fields as, like, the best end all and be all of music that no one can ever you know surpass or achieve i do i'm glad they're a good band you see this tattoo right here (laughs) holy shit the magnetic fields oh my god for life i thought you just like magnets no (laughs) that's a number four (laughs) because i wanted to save life was spelled with pain with a y yeah well that's the guy's fault that's a sweet too bro um okay I, i a side note, I might listen to the Magnetic Fields more. I think you'd appreciate um, them. I like them. Yeah. I never heard of them before. They're they're a fun band. Their first five-ish albums are really solid. Nice. And then Stephen Merritt started taking the praise that he got a little bit too seriously. Mm. You know, it's a tale as old as time. The song is old as rhyme. Beauty and Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. That's going to do it for episode three. Be honest. <laughs> Tom, get out of here. Come on, man. All right. For Tom, for Dan, for Josh, <laughs> we're out of here. Bye. Bye.